Dirty Moderates, um, it was just, this was a seismic week in American politics um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but the biggest reason is Fox News reached a settlement. As we know this, this was on Tuesday. Today is Friday as I come to you three days after. Um, Dominion Voting Systems, of course, had sued them um, for like $1.6 billion for defamation and the spread of election disinformation. You remember, too, if you can go back and believe all this, in the wake of the 2020 election, the wake of Trump's defeat, many on the right, including many Fox News hosts and their acolytes and Rudy Giuliani and the pillow man and all these wacko clown, kook, crank, MAGA, wacko birds, were saying that Dominion voting systems were the same systems used in Venezuela to elect Hugo Chavez, and it was Hugo Chavez's ghost whose handiwork led to the election of Joe Biden. Right. That was among the crazy stuff that's going on. So the defamation about the lies and the disinformation was rife. It was widespread, and it was dangerous. But Fox, you know, Murdoch's empire, you know, all the newspapers he owns, all the media outlets all over the world, are big and obviously Britain and the Australian uh, Titan, who's really done more damage to democracy than probably any immigrant, according to uh, the facts. Right wing doesn't like to hear that. All you border hawks, right? What about Mr. Murdoch? Well, he didn't want to take the stand. Nope. Or he didn't want his anchors to take the stand. So they settled for $787.5 million dollars essentially buying its way out of embarrassment, whatever that means. So we're not going to have the, the popcorn moment, which I really would have loved to have watched Tucker on the stand and Sean Hannity on the stand and Laura Ingram and Rupert Murdoch himself. But we're going to be spared that circus. We have a lot of media circuses out there right now. But at the end of the day, this says... So much, not just about the legal system, we know money the way out, but that there really essentially won't be accountability. I mean, what accountability is this? They can well afford $787 million. It's a multi-billion dollar company. And for those that don't understand, no, he's not going to, Rupert's not going to take out his checkbook and write a check and hand it over. No, they'll pay it in installments and they'll keep floating their money and they'll make it, they'll make a whole, uh, feast of it. Okay. And I'm, and no one should cry for them. Right. But Fox doesn't like its viewers. Fox just knows its viewers are customers. That's all they are to them. That's all this is. Fox doesn't care if their viewers are susceptible to disinformation, not smart, not particularly engaged. Fox will make them engage. Because what sells more in the ring of American politics, in the, let's call it the Circus Maximus, than fear? Fear. Remember, you see fear undergirding all of the texts that came out. Tucker Carlson saying he hated Trump. He couldn't wait to get rid of him. Sean Hannity saying, oh, my God, this is going too far. He's got to stop this. Laura Ingram saying, you know, he's going to ruin us. He's going to finish us. It's, I mean, it's all there. I'm not going to go through them. It's, it is, the texts are voluminous, and, and you can read them for yourself. But the audience 
didn't want to hear that Trump had lost. And Fox was having a complete cow. I mean, Meltdown City. Remember, Fox was the first network on election night, and I, election night, will always go back and forth among the networks, certainly the big three, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. Um, Fox's news desk is not biased. The actual electoral analysts' news desk, and by the way, their two key people have been fired, were fired after this, uh, after the 2020 election for calling Arizona early on, first network to do so for Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Joe Biden did win Arizona fairly, and that was it. The audience went bananas. How could they do that? How could that happen? Because Trump riled them up. You know, losing Arizona, a state Trump had won pretty comfortably the four years before, a state that hadn't gone for a Democrat since Bill Clinton in 1996, and before that, Harry Truman in 1948. So think about that. Barack Obama never carried um, Arizona. Um, even LBJ in 1964, when the biggest landslides over Barry Goldwater, he didn't carry Arizona. He won 44 states, but he didn't carry Arizona because Barry Goldwater was from Arizona. So Arizona has been reliably red. Bill Clinton was able to peel it off in 96. As I said, it went right back to being red the last 20, 22 years. Fox said, uh-oh, Arizona for Joe Biden. That was it. The audience said, no way. We're going to go to Newsmax. We're going to go to OANN. We're going to go to all the YouTube channels, Ben Shapiro and Charlie Kirk and all the wackadoodles to hear what we want. And so as the time went on, the big lie starts getting propagated. Fox is put in this horrible situation of having to, well, perhaps tell the truth, right? I mean, they started it. They were correct. Their election desk is unbiased. They they were very... um. Uh, back in 2012, they were among the first to also call the re-election for Barack Obama after he clinched Ohio that year. So they're they're at believe it or not. And by the way, for those that don't know, I spent a year on Fox exclusive to the Trish Regan show. If you're new to this podcast, uh, you may not know that. If you listen to me, you do know that. I spent a year in crazy land. So I know what goes on. And I know without selling anybody out that there are many people there who are performers. And that's what's so sick. Millions of dollars will allow you to go on national television every night and lie because their customers want to hear it. Their viewers are their customers. It's not about truth. Nobody wants to hear about peaceful transitions of power and the failures of Trump and that Joe Biden actually beat him. Remember, Trump got himself impeached, so worried about Joe Biden beating him. He was trying to extort Zelensky because he knew Trump being the street creature that he is, that he would lose to Biden. And he did. Once it was clear early in 2020, once Bernie got out, they all corralled the votes for Biden. They coalesced around one person. The Democratic Party was unified. I say this not as a Democrat, but that was one operation because everybody fell in line. People like me, independents, moderates, conservatives who don't like Trump to get Joe Biden in, to get Trump out of the White House. But there's a lot going on here also that we have to talk about. Um, Bill Clinton got elected in 1992. And for those old enough to remember, Bill Clinton had ended a 12-year run on the White House, uh, eight years of Ronald Reagan and four years of George H.W. Bush, who we made a one-termer. Trump, by the way, being the first one-termer since George W. Bush, and only the third, Jimmy Carter, George H.W. Bush, and Trump since World War II, Gerald Ford excluded because Gerald Ford had never technically been elected, so he didn't get elected. So that's what I mean by that. 
But the Republicans went nuts immediately after Clinton's election, right? They said, oh, we're going to make life hell for him. Even Bob Dole, uh, you know, a traditional conservative but a good guy, said, I'm going to be his tour guide. I'm going to make this be a nasty ride. I'm going to take him through hell. Something to the effect of that. I can't remember the quote. doesn't matter. But, yeah, the right went nuts. The right me ecos went nuts. National Review and all the magazines at that time just, you know, couldn't believe that the draft-dodging boomer president would unseat war hero George H.W. Bush, who in 1991 had an approval rating of 90%. In comes this guy with his McGovernite values and his feminist wife. Oh, they were gunning for him, who had been a serial cheater. So they said, turns out a lot of that was true as governor of Arkansas, where he was from 1980 on. It was governor of Arkansas when he ran for president and won. And, you know, of course, Clinton later handed them a gift in the second term when it was revealed he's having an affair with Monica Lewinsky. But remember, Fox starts in 1996. This first Clinton term is a warm up for the frothing at the mouth. The, now you might call it. Um, uh, chum for the MAGA folks, the bloodlust to just destroy your enemy. That level of partisanship. And America, don't get me wrong, we fought a civil war. It's not, I'm not suggesting we never had partisanship. But in the modern era, this really began it. And then in 1994, so in the middle of Bill Clinton's first term, he loses Congress. The Republicans win the biggest um, congressional election that they had won in 40 years at that point. Newt Gingrich comes in with his contract with America. And remember that, pitchforks and all? The divisiveness, the hyperpolarization, the Democrats are our enemy. We're going to stop this. Again, they always were referring to George McGovern, who famously only won one state against uh, Nixon as being the super liberal guy, you know, reminding people how Jimmy Carter was a one-term Democrat. And when Democrats got in the White House, how they ruined everything. Of course, Bill Clinton ended up overseeing peace and prosperity up until that point and balancing the budget, by the way, and um, 23 million new jobs in a way that no Republican had in years. And he did it by literally um, rebuffing, if you will, or overturning the Reagan era in his policies. You know, Bill Clinton found the viable center, uh, called himself a different kind of Democrat. My point is he ran as a moderate. He governed like a moderate. They came after him. They did not want him, right? The GOP has felt in my lifetime that they are entitled to the White House. And it's gotten increasingly more vitriolic, increasingly nastier, right? I mean, we saw that very narrow 2000 race, of course, Supreme Court said, stop counting the votes. George W. Bush gets handed the election so narrowly, 537 vote margin in Florida. And we've been fractured like that ever since. For the record, Bill Clinton's two victories in 1996 were very big uh, and comfortable. So we weren't quite as... Um, we weren't really dealing with these razor thin elections like we're used to. Of course, both Obama wins were big, but both Bush's wins were big. Even his reelection, or excuse me, both Bush wins were narrow. His reelection was that. 2016, Trump sneaks in by, you know, 80,000, 75,000 votes among three states. 2020, Biden gets in in the popular vote by about seven and a half million votes. But the Electoral College, he gets 305 electoral votes. You only need 270. So 45, 50,000 votes in a Georgia, Arizona could have gone the other way. They think it's theirs. So there's an antecedent to this. There's a, um, let's call it a, an early layup before they shoot the hoop of hate and divisiveness. And again, I sound like I'm 
I'm on MSNBC. You guys know I'm not. I'm just telling you the history as it was. I'm, I'm explaining to you, and I've happily voted for Bill Clinton twice, why I've found the Republican National Party so abhorrent in so many ways, notwithstanding the good guys like a John McCain or even a Bob Dole, who ran against Clinton in 96. He's a good guy. Or the Republicans of yore. I'm reading a great biography on Gerald Ford. He was a great man. Eisenhower, you know, and 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 actually Mitt Romney, I rather like. Among other people, they've got some great Republican governors, Larry Hogan of Maryland and Phil Scott of Vermont. Those are the wish the party was like that. Certainly would suit my limited government views. But they now, because of Fox, hyperpartisanship, the gerrymandering of the country, and noting that their viewers, their base doesn't want the truth, is, is just a network of lies. They, they're, they're, they're feeding the customers, Right. Carlson knows this. Hannity knows this. Ingram knows. They all do because remember this. They're saying to their people exactly what the GOP has been feeding them now for 30 years. You are the real America. You out there in Foxland, whoever that is, or mainly older white voters, by the way. You are speaking the truth. You're the authentic. You're the patriotic Americans. You absolutely should feel upset about demographic change and the color of America changing and, you know, gay people getting married and now trans people are going to come in and they want rights and black lives matter. How dare they? You know, all of that. They're saying, oh, own a gun, no restrictions. Don't worry about it. They're going to come for your gun. All this crazy stuff that they create a ecology for, if you will, a, a, a polarizing, uh, but reaffirming ecology, right? It plays on a loop. It's their echo chamber ecology. You are right about your beliefs. They're your enemy. And we're going to give you those lies. We're going to spin it. We're going to package it. We're going to repackage it. We're going to finesse it. And we are going to hand it to you wrapped in a bow. And you know, it is our gift to you. This trial makes clear what Fox News really is. For those that didn't know, it's an entertainment network. It is an entertainment network, despite having news in the title. The news, their name. But it's it's marketing. It's for the customer. Yeah, Fox is going to be out almost $800 million. Not going to hurt their ratings. Just this week, Tucker Carlson's lying about Ukraine again, carrying on about um, vaccines, making up all sorts of horrible stories about um, these horrible anti-trans bills being passed. That's it. I mean, we don't know what a trial would have looked like. Could have been juicy. Could have been as powerful, let's say, maybe as the January 6th hearings were. I don't think it would have made a dime's worth of difference. I don't think it would have made $787 million worth of difference, if I may say so. Because the Fox effect is happening, and it's happened. And it doesn't matter because the cost of democracy can't be measured anyway. It's probably irreparable. And if not, that's why we are it. And all of you have to work so hard to overcome it, repair it, redeem it because of what's happened. Fox is still going to lie. But conspiracy theories abound. And what did we ultimately learn from this whole thing? All we really, really, really learned. Okay. And then I'm going to leave it at this. I'm going to keep it pithy. As Bill O'Reilly used to say on Fox News, keep it pithy. That's this episode. We know Fox loses if they tell the truth. 
So they're not going to, and that's not going to change. And alas, poor democracy. It makes the fight not all the not only all the harder, but all the more urgent. As I say to you guys every week, this is an off year, not election year. It's coming up fast. Vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. And if you are not subscribed to this podcast, please do anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you all for indulging me always. We're really excited about a lot of the new content coming your way. Um, I mean, the next few months are going to be pretty magical here. And that is in the name of this idea called America, this fragile democracy that right now needs all the help and all the protection and fortification it can get. All right, folks, thanks for listening. In the meantime, stay dirty, stay moderate, and of course, stay safe.